Imagine if our highways were managed like the inefficient state-owned enterprises of China, the former Soviet Union, and 1970s Britain. You don't have to imagine very much. They are. U.S. highways operate almost entirely outside the market system, which created the Internet and the smartphone. They're not subject to pricing. People think they're free when they're not. There's no competition. And all decisions about when, where, and how are based mostly in politics, not economic value or the value of our time. Uh, drivers, according to transportation authorities, are not referred to as customers. We're referred to as users. <laughs> and we are treated as such, used. It's time our 20th century American highway model is fixed. It's badly broken and needs to be replaced. Welcome to The Bill Walton Show, featuring conversations with leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and thinkers. Fresh perspectives on money, culture, politics, and human flourishing. Interesting people, interesting things. Think about what American motorists put up with when we drive on our freeways and our major highways. Chronic congestion, hours wasted in traffic, poor maintenance, crumbling bridges, Congress launching boondoggle bridges to nowhere. These problems all stem from an obsolete funding and management model. So says my guest, Bob Poole, who is the founder of Reason Foundation and is their uh, director of transportation policy. Bob was, uh, went to MIT, engineer, advised the Reagan, both Bush, the Clinton administrations on infrastructure issues, and he was also an advisor to the Trump transition team on all things uh, infrastructure. Bob, let's talk about why our highways aren't serving our interest and what we can do about it. Okay. Our highways are a classic state-owned enterprise. Uh, they, they are run by a government agency that has nothing to do with the market. Uh, they are, their budgets come annually from politicians and legislatures. We do pay gasoline taxes, which are supposed to be the highway funding. It's supposed to be a user fee, but they're actually paid to the state governments and to the federal government. Uh, they go into the treasury of those. They get appropriated annually by legislators. Um, and uh, there's basically, uh, there's a little bit of financing because state, the states sometimes issue transportation bonds, sometimes backed by fuel tax revenues, sometimes backed by general tax revenues. But for the mostly, it's, it's on a cash basis. And uh, highway, the people who use highways are not even talked about as customers. In the transportation business, they're called users and <laughs> treated as users. And in fact, in some states like California, they're treated as nuisances that uh, the policy focus is we've got to get them out of their cars and off the highways. So they're not, they're, not, they're not customers. They're not they're, customers in any way, yeah, shape, or I think or you're form. right. They're, they're users, and they are being used. They're being used, exactly. <laughs> this is a terrible model. Milton Friedman. Uh, was the one who first put me onto this. Yeah. He wrote an essay that's little known in the 1950s, before the interstate highways, saying that, that our highways are a socialist enterprise. Well, let's do a little history. We started out in the 19th century when we had horse and carriage, right. buggies, and that sort of thing. And we had a lot of highways that were owned by entrepreneurs, or, and they that's you right. paid user fees like you did with they the were canals. They were toll roads. They were called toll turnpikes. Turn yeah, right, but they were, toll, they were private. Bikes. They so, were started by entrepreneurs and, and uh, people representing towns that wanted to have better connections to other towns that were you know, 30, 40, 50, 80 miles away. So the automobile starts getting 
very popular, particularly right, thanks right. to Henry Ford. More cars on the road. We need more highways. We can't do this. Well, first or thing that. we needed was paved highways. Okay, paved. And the yeah. streets, city streets were paved by then. Yeah. But because there were lots of wagons, there were trolleys with tracks that down the street and so forth. But most, almost all highways were dirt roads or gravel roads. They were not paved in, in those days. So the movement came from partly from the farmers uh, to have paved roads be outside the cities, rural roads. And uh, the, the old turnpike model, the turnpikes were basically all gone by that time. Uh, most of them had eventually folded as uh, because competition, of trains? competition from railroads. Railroads, basically. yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we didn't have the examples anymore, and people sort of forgot about it. And so uh, Oregon came up with uh, the first gasoline tax. Uh, all cars got about the same miles per gallon, the early cars, and it seemed like an obvious user fee. It was... Tolls would have been better, but it was cumbersome to collect tolls. You pay, you know, you buy gas anyway. Mm -hmm. And within 10 years, all states had, had gasoline taxes, dedicated to high, originally dedicated entirely to highways, in a, in usually called a highway trust fund. Federal government uh, in the 30s, in the Depression. Now the gas taxes were collected at the state level. At the state level. And did we have federal ta taxes, uh, the gas taxes we didn't, then? We didn't then. Okay, uh, uh, highways were entirely a state responsibility. Okay. Uh, in the 30s, in the Depression, uh, federal government, Congress looked at all the revenue coming into states through their gasoline tax. Said, Gee, we should get into <laughs> we this need game. Some of that. <laughs> so they put in a one cent a gallon federal gasoline yeah. tax that the states had to collect and send to Washington. It was not for highways. It was just a general revenue source to help bail out the federal government uh, and support the New Deal programs. And they gradually raised it to two cents. I think by the time the Interstate Highway Program came along in 56, and they proposed a, a new federal gasoline tax, uh, it was either four or five cents a gallon. That was first dedicated highway use tax by the federal government. And that was solely for the purpose of building the interstates. It mm -hmm. wasn't to fund state highways. It was, it was to build the interstate highway system. And the presumption was, well, when that, once that's built, it'll go away. But, you know, what a, happens? A, a, you tax, know, just, a tax that goes away. A tax that goes away, you're never yeah. going to see it. So uh, it took longer and more cost to build the interstate. How much are we raising from the gas tax now at the federal level? It's about 40-some uh, billion a year. 40-some billion. But, uh, but, but it's, been, it's, it's, it's not growing in real terms because of improved fuel economy, electric cars. Well, that's so one forth. of the ironies of the system. Irony is maybe the wrong word, but as we get, make cars more fuel efficient. Right. Oh, and yeah. They, and they use less gas. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're collecting less revenue exactly. to pay for the roads. So, so what? what <laughs> Talk all, about unintended it's, consequences. It, it's it's an <laughs> unintended consequence of, of a set of other policies. Originally started because of uh, energy independence. We didn't want yeah. to be importing so much from the Middle East, but it's now it's now an environmental environmental uh, type of thing. And there's I don't think I mean that's going to continue going on uh, uh, regardless of the change. I mean it may it slow down a little bit, but I don't think there's any. But the forty billion dollar doesn't go doesn't go to highways and. Uh, oh no! See what happened. So over that, the that's years, changed. That's that changed. <clears throat> the Congress kept increasing it. It's now uh, eighteen point something cents a gallon. Hasn't been increased since nineteen ninety three though, mm -hmm. because it's become so unpopular. Congress invented. There's one hundred and eight federal programs that are funded by federal transportation programs. Transit sidewalks, bike paths, recreational trails, all funded out of that federal highway, 108 separate programs. It's almost a quarter of the budget, isn't it, or even more that goes into these separate... It's about 25% uh, yeah. of the budget that goes to non-highway purposes. Yeah. So that's one reason, I think, that, that it's so unpopular. Well, and the, and, the, and the gas tax, 
is a regressive tax, isn't it? it uh, well, it is. It is to some and, extent. And it hits, yeah. hits, hits the poorest people hardest because they pay disproportionately more for true, gas. True. On the other hand, uh, uh, rich people tend to drive bigger, more expensive uh, uh, gas guzzlers to some extent. Are you talking about my uh, Ford, my F-150 <laughs> pickup right, truck? Right, right. <laughs> so listen, equity is a bit... Gas taxes are not as inequitable in okay. that sense as uh, state sales taxes for transportation, which we see a lot of in urban areas. Those are really regressive. Uh, but it, there's probably not any good other way to pay for a lot of local transit and stuff. So anyway, the federal thing is broken. That's um, it, now collecting not enough. The, Congress ramped up the spending so much starting about 15 years ago that when the gas tax started leveling off, uh, they said, wait a minute, how are we going to continue the gravy train? So they started, uh, every time they reauthorized the federal yeah. highway program, they had to get bailout money. It's $10 billion a year of general fund money that now goes into the highway trust fund in addition to what comes in from gas taxes now, year after year after year. So they're spending, they're taking in 40 and spending 50, round numbers, mm -hmm. uh, to support all this other stuff that, that they're doing. And every single one of those 108 programs has a constituency behind it. That, so if you try to say, oh, no, we, we want to go back to having it be only for highways, Forget it. Uh, the, the politics of that just don't work. So what's the what's the uh, uh, I'm gonna you've written a book about it. Yeah, it's going to come out in a couple of weeks called uh, Rethinking American yes. Highways: A 21st Century Vision for Better Infrastructure. Uh, so you have solutions. I have solutions. The vision is that we've got to shift from this state-owned enterprise funded by taxes to basically a kind of a modern-day toll road model where the highways are basically vital utilities like electricity, water supply, telecommunications, nat the natural gas service that comes to your house, cell phones, cable, all of these things are provided by companies. You pay the company based on how much of the service you use. Mm -hmm. You get a transparent bill. The money goes entirely to the company unless the government puts some little tax, utility tax on it, but that's a different question. But that model, highways are the only vital utility that we have that is not done as in a corporate structure with user payments directly to the provider. Instead, the money goes to the government and is allocated politically, which is why you get all sorts of perverse outcomes, like sure. Bridges to Nowhere. Uh, a project in every member, every legislator's district this year, but maintenance takes the leftovers. And so you have massive deferred maintenance building up because it's not politically sexy for the legislators. So to who, who owns the land that the interstate highways are on? The states. The states own the interstate So it's not highway. the federal government doesn't no, own that. No, so those the federal are owned government by the paid 90% of the cost originally, but they owned, and, and it's the state's responsibility to properly maintain, widen when it's needed, and rebuild when they wear out. And there's the they were built with, a, at best, a 50-year design life, and most of them are older than 50 years now, and in the next decade, almost all of them will be older than 50 years, need to be rebuilt. Many of them need to be widened. So, we did a big, I did a big study at Reason Foundation uh, four years ago, estimated the cost in the ballpark of a trillion dollars to rebuild and widen where necessary. We looked at where it would be necessary. So this has been tried in Europe, and it's also... Oh, yes, yeah. So this is... Uh, and you go in their interstates or whatever they call yeah, them there. Motorways. Yeah, the, motorways. Uh, they're are, told, they're most of the motorways are told. Germany yeah. does not have told motorways, but France, Italy, Spain, yeah. Portugal all have told motorways to some extent in Austria and uh, all over Latin America. This is what they're doing. Who, now. who owns them? The uh, uh, well, it depends on the country. Some in well, France. Well, just generically, just well, uh, nominally, the federal, the national government in France owns them, but their long-term 
franchises, like our, our electric utility franchises, are typically between 50 and 99 years. Okay. So the, the companies own the facilities uh, for the duration of the franchise. And these but are, they can, go, when, the, can, when it expires, the government can renegotiate a new term mm -hmm. and put it out to bid for somebody to come in and, and buy the, the assets and, and then run them for another franchise term. Or the government, in a rare cases, can take it over and run the utility itself. So uh, that's that's the model that we have in France, Italy. So uh, this uh, is this is private ownership, but like the utilities, it's, high, it's, it's regulated. It's, it's regulated, yes. And yeah. regulated by the state or the Fed? by the states. In, yeah. in, in in well, in France, I think it's it's national government. But I'm I'm uh, but in in Australia, it's the state governments. In Canada, it's the it's the province governments. Uh, so, and the and the owner of these highways have an incentive to keep them highly maintained and user friendly Absolutely. to use I mean, that user word um yeah first of all if they're driver gonna, if they're friendly gonna <laughs> issue issue revenue bonds based on the re toll revenues yeah um you, you want people, people coming back to use your product insist that they have uh, proper maintenance because yeah. otherwise people won't use the roads we've tried this in indiana didn't we sell yes, the, didn't, yes. didn't mitch daniels mitch sell daniels, uh, uh, the governor, uh, uh, indiana at least, at least for 75 years the indiana toll road now it turns out the initial uh team that that bought it uh very aggressively financed it and they had balloon payments coming due uh, they paid 3.8 billion dollars for a 75-year franchise um so they, they overpaid payments they overpaid due. they financed they, it improperly they, they, they yeah okay. they financed and and after the great recession cut their truck traffic revenue in half they could not make a balloon payment and they filed chapter 11. so there was no taxpayer bailout Wisely, the Indiana state government said to the lenders, "All right, um, let's let's together figure out how we how you could get protected out of this. We'll put out. They agreed to put it out to bid for a new franchise. So this is like a, a company going. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. My, my old private equity world. You just had so many new come in. They pay less for it than those economics. Well, work. it turned out in this particular case. Yeah, a consortium of pension funds led by Australia's." IFM investors, yeah. which invests on the, in infrastructure on behalf of pension funds in Australia, paid 5.6 or 5.7 billion more than the original session for the remaining something like 72 years of the concession. They decided that they didn't need the double-digit return that the for-profit companies were getting. They would be satisfied earning a safe 8% return. So they put I'd be, I'd be, equity, I'd be getting a yeah, safe eight percent return. A heavy equity. They put in more than fifty percent equity. So, so you, you, you're and saying, had to finance you're saying this is ideal for pension funds. It's to ideal invest for in. pension funds. Yeah, yes, so yeah. public pension funds yeah, yeah. could be investing in. This. And we are having not only pension. There's global infrastructure investment funds that yeah. are invested. Many of them headquartered in in New York, that are investing in infrastructure all over the world. They can't find good projects to invest in in the United States. Same thing, the pension funds, the big pension funds like CalPERS and the New York State Retirement System, some of them have now invested in the new franchise. So, so this for the solves Indiana one Toll of their Road. problems, which it is helps how do you, solve how do you find an investable asset that and uh, sound protects your pensioners? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, uh, let's, let's, let's imagine this is in place. We're driving from Washington, D.C. We're in this, that area right now. I want to go to Columbus, Ohio. Uh -huh. And I want to get out on... 270 and head that direction. How do right. I pay for that? You I'm pay with an EasyPass transponder. We don't okay. even need new technology to do this. EasyPass uh, is an interoperable system. 
all of the Northeast and Midwest states that have toll roads already are easy pass. So you need you get one bill uh, using a single transponder anywhere. We'll have a nation if we do this. If we do this model to rebuild the interstates. We'll have a single transponder operable nationwide. The trucking industry already has a go anywhere transponder that works in every state that has toll facilities. So if I'm paying for this, what? Can you project what costs would be to uh, a to yeah, typical? We, we estimated in our in our study where we, yeah. where we looked at a at a forty year model. Uh, we started out in two, with twenty ten values three and a half cents a mile for passenger cars on interstates on mm -hmm. rebuilt interstates, but inflation adjusted by the consumer price index every year. Okay, so it would be three and a half cents a mile in real terms. Starting with the 2010 you value, do, it, do you do you do it by weight class, like a, like uh, well, a pickup truck? Well, for cars, truck? there's not much no, difference. Okay. Uh, we but didn't then think 18 it was wheelers worth, would be paying. 18 wheelers would pay three or four times. That. Now, how if if then would the gas tax go away? Gas tax would go away. You'd so, only pay you'd pay one and not the other. So would the gas tax offset be similar, comparable to, less than, more than? Gas than? tax is less than than this per mile. It works yeah. out. Gas tax federal plus state works out to between two and two and a half cents a mile. Okay. So that's one of the reasons we're not rebuilding the interstates. There's not enough money not coming doing, in to build the premium infrastructure that's the most important. It's okay to build the two lane state highways. Now. You know, I'm sitting with a man who pioneered public-private toll concessions. You developed the high-occupancy toll lanes, HOV. Yep. Yep. You developed HOT. truck toll lanes. You did uh, virtual exclusive busways and managed arterials. So I'm beginning to think we could <laughs> probably figure this out with you. I think, I mean, these, these ideas, all the ones you've mentioned, yeah. have been tried and are yeah. working. Uh, but this utility model is now, it took a whole book for me to really fully explain this and give the Which historical comes out, background. Which comes come, out in, in June. In June. Who's the publisher? Chicago Press. University, UC, okay. And it's $30. Uh, we negotiated On Amazon. A, a, an affordable price. Uh, yeah. They wanted to start out at 45 uh, Well, it looks like negotiation. a $45 but, book. But the book got, there's I, a lot I, in I'm it. I'm doing a na <laughs> national book tour starting in July. Yeah. To try to get the word to state transportation agencies, to university uh, transportation centers. Uh, I'm speaking at the Kennedy School in, in uh, at Harvard, at UC Berkeley, at UCLA, USC, a number of others. Yeah. So uh, let's we we talked in an earlier show about air traffic control and the political barriers to change. It seems like there are massive political barriers to go from where we are to a utility there are, system. There uh, are, but I think I think the key to this, the key to start, the two two key things. Yeah. One is the need to to start shifting from per gallon to per mile as the way to, to fund highways. The second is the crying need to restart rebuilding the interstate highway system. The only way to do that is with per mile tolls. Uh, and the, some of the state, Indiana is already underway. They have done big feasibility studies of their own in the last year and a half. Uh, they're in the phase two of those studies. They want federal permission to uh, be able to toll finance the reconstruction of all of their interstates. So it's starting to happen at the state. Now, can Wisconsin this legislature is in favor of doing this. President Trump's talked about a trillion-dollar infrastructure plan. Did you have a hand in shaping I that? I had a hand in that. I was an advisor to D.J. Gribben, the White House infrastructure maven, uh -huh. uh, and it called for giving the states the option of tolling, removing the federal barrier uh, that exists on tolling currently non-tolled interstates, but it would be for, for the purpose of financing the reconstruction and modernization. So we need Congress to act on that. Congress would have to act on that. Yes, you cannot do that without uh, without Congress. Although there is a three-state pilot <laughs> program that I'm sure Indiana has applied to mm -hmm. that uh, would give them permission to do one interstate with toll financing as a test. 
And that that's at least a starting point. If we can get one or two states doing this out, demonstrating that it works, that there's investor interest in doing it, um, I think it'll start the ball rolling. So the uh, we've talked about the interstate system, and we've got to wind up here in just a second, but what about the two-lane highways and the two lane Indiana, highways. Yeah, like what that. we're going to need to do, do with that is to uh, state by state have the states come up with a mileage-based user fee, a per mile charging system to phase in and phase out their state gas taxes. We can't wait for Washington to do this. The states own the highways; they are under the gun. To Using the Easy Pass system to determine uh, with something like usage, that. Yes, yeah. yes, or or something as simple as annual odometer readings. Uh, or a little gadget that plugs into the diagnostic port under your dashboard mm-hmm. that doesn't track exactly where you go, but tracks how many miles you drive I during see. the month, and then can have a communications link to upload, all right, this is the number of miles that that uh, that Bill Walton drove this month, and this is how many were in, in uh, Virginia and how many were in this state and that state, based on cell tower locations. It's all you need. And the politics of this are such that would the average driver feel like this is going to be more expensive and you need to be sold well, on the, the average fact driver you're going to end up with a better highway? Well, the average driver thinks this is a terrible idea because the average driver thinks it's going to be Big Brother in his car. Yeah. Uh, well, but it there's, is. There's pilot, there's, no, there's pilot, <laughs> it is. There's pilot programs, Bill, in, in about eight states now yeah. uh, that are trying out various methods and using private sector intermediaries to be the ones that administer the program so you're not paying it to the government uh, and giving them simple ways to do it uh, and a choice, and people like to have a choice, and the people who actually participate in these pilots get the uh, get it after a while, and, yeah. they, and they actually find it user-friendly, and they think, uh, as long as it's basically replacing the gas tax, not being an add-on, they think that'll be okay, and they can see the case why fuel tax is running out of steam. Great. Bob, thank you. Um, I highly recommend uh, picking up a copy of Rethinking America's Highways, a 21st Century Vision for a Better Infrastructure. It will be on Amazon, uh, and uh, and there will be a Kindle edition also. And they can find you at Reason.org? Reason.org. Okay. Bob, thank you. Until the next time. Now, here is an idea worth exploring. Think of our highways as utility businesses similar to the investor-owned companies that provide most of our electricity, water, natural gas, phones, etc. While government-regulated, utilities operate as businesses, charging customers directly for what they use and financing major investments in their networks. This utility model would put highway customers first, tackle traffic congestion, rebuild, expand aging facilities, keep the system well-maintained, taking advantage of new technology like automated vehicles. It's time to look into private sector solutions to America's crumbling infrastructure problem. Thanks for listening. Want more? Be sure to subscribe at thebillwaltonshow.com or on iTunes. Amazon is hiring near you. Earn a competitive wage and start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Health and safety are a top priority with all of our roles and sites. Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Go to amazon.com slash apply. That's amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.